Jonesy and Amanda's Well, it certainly is the one that we're going to be getting as of next week, we hope. Um, Is this going to be the beginning of the end? Let's hope that. Our Health Minister, Greg Hunt, joins us now. Good morning. Hello, Minister. How are you? I am very well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. And it's such big news, isn't it, that finally, after all this time, we've seen America and Europe be vaccinated. Finally, the vaccine's here. Starting as soon as next week, we hear that first up are going to be people who work in in hotel quarantine, our aged care workers, our frontline health workers. How will we know when it's our turn? So two things. Uh, Firstly, obviously, these will be uh, workplace and residential vaccinations. So we're outreaching for that first group. That will take about six weeks. And during the course of that, uh, we'll be notifying and working with uh, all of those uh, elderly residents, with the aged care uh, workers, the quarantine workers, the frontline health workers. Then there'll be a big public campaign and different ways to outreach when we go to the next phase, uh, which will have the over 80s, the over 70s, uh, what are called the immunocompromised, people who uh, have uh, different conditions that make them more vulnerable, um, and uh, uh, Indigenous Australians over 55. Then we go uh, in the next phase to the over 60s, the over 50s, Indigenous Australians under 55 and uh, critical workers. And then uh, we go to the general population, um, and then uh, finally, if there are global clinical trials to the under 16. So there'll be lots of public advice mm. and uh, your general practices and your doctors will also be uh, providing advice as well. And it's 21 days between the first dose and the second dose. So in light of all these categories you've just spoken about, when will all of Australia be vaccinated? End of October is our uh, objective, and that uh, remains our remains our guidance. So we start in late February. Uh, we uh, aim to complete by the end of October, and uh, obviously that means there'll be you know, a very, very heavy uh, load of uh, vaccines through April, May, June, July, August, uh, September, right through that period. At the end of uh, March, we, sh- we will start getting a million doses a week uh, from CSL in Melbourne. So we're blessed to have one of the world's great uh, vaccine manufacturers and blood products com- uh, companies in CSL. And that gives us security of supply in a, in a very uncertain world. We've got certainty, we've got security, and above all else, we've got safety mm. through that manufacturing process. So at the end of October, all of Australia is vaccinated. Does that mean if we're covered, we can fly overseas? Is that international borders open? Well, progressively during the year, we are likely to see an increase in uh, in freedoms as global cases go down, and we are beginning to see a consistent trend now over the last four weeks, and vaccinations go up. I'll be a little bit cautious about making a, a false promise until we know two big things. One is um, how long um, is the impact of the vaccine. Um, the world will be learning that during the course of the year. We're in, in many ways what uh, somebody described to me as the largest clinical trial globally in history. And secondly, uh, we'll learn about the transmission impact. Uh, how much does it stop transmission? But the evidence is beginning to grow of a very good and strong transmission mm. impact across the different vaccines. So all of those things are 
will help us get back towards a more normal life. And for those that that get regular flu shots, would you get your regular flu shot as per normal as well? Yes, absolutely. There just needs to be two weeks between uh, one of your COVID shots and the the flu vaccine. And there's no evidence that there's any risk of uh, even having them at the same time, but there just hasn't been uh, clinical trial work uh, to show that uh, there are no uh, impacts. So if, as Brendan Murphy said, if somebody had them uh, inadvertently at the same time or within two weeks, that's uh, unlikely to be any problem whatsoever. But as a precaution, two weeks between a COVID shot and a flu shot is what's recommended. If people choose not to have the vaccine, and we know there'll be people who are choosing that, does that impact the rest of us? Do we all, does a certain number of us need to have it for Australia to be COVID free? Well, we do want as many as possible. It's, it's free. It's universally available, but uh, it's not mandatory. And we've made that decision as a, as a country, and I think it's the right decision. But having said that, um, exactly, Amanda, as you say, we want as many people as possible to take it up. The more people that take it up, it doesn't just protect them, mm. but it protects their friends and their family, and in particular their grandparents, senior Australians, the elderly. Uh, and so we're doing it for ourselves, but we're also doing it to help protect other people, and that's a reason for everybody to to consider it. So you can still get COVID if you've had this? Well, uh, the the world is learning on the the transmission impacts. What we're seeing with the the vaccines that we've been looking at is uh, the early results are up to 100% protection against serious illness, hospitalisation and loss of life. Um, and a a very significant impact against uh, what's called mild to moderate uh, disease. But people may get uh, some symptoms. uh, But what really matters here is that we're keeping people safe and it's that safety and protection where the results of uh, all of the vaccines we're looking at, we're fortunate, have been outstanding around the world. That's great. Well, we're down to our undies and our singlets ready for our shot, Greg. Do we get a lollipop? Well, thank you for joining us, Minister. All right, take care. Thank you. Minister for Health, Greg Hunt there. Jonesy and Amanda's Damnation.